This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Thursday, the 25th of March, less than about, less than a week to go before we close out the month of March and turn our attention full-time, really, to the draft. We go back to the draft um, after taking a, a little bit of a break here to cover the first wave and the start of the second wave of NFL free agency. Anyway, happy to have you on the show today. And uh, what we're going to do on today's program is um, a little bit of a, of a mixed bag. So I have some news and, and, and whatnot to t- update you with in the first segment. And then in segment two, we're going to, um, I'm going to actually talk about a question that I've gotten regarding what the Giants might do at the 11th spot in the draft order. This is a very hot topic, so I'll talk a little bit about that. And then in segment three, you know what? I've been getting some of your questions for Twitter Tuesday, and I know we haven't had a Twitter mailbag um, in, in a couple weeks, really. So uh, those of you who have sent in questions for the, the Twitter Tuesday, I will uh, get some of those questions in, in segment number three. All right, let's get you caught up on the news. Now, as uh, I believe was reported yesterday here on the podcast, as well as on Giants Country and around the Internet, there was a uh, blip with Kyle Rudolph's physical. The doctors, after giving him a physical, found that the foot injury that ended his season early last year cost him four games in the process that that foot injury had not healed and the Giants doctors were recommending surgery. So that kind of put the contract with Kyle Rudolph on hold. Anyway, that has been resolved. Rudolph signed his contract with the Giants today, today being Thursday, uh, Wednesday, excuse me. The deal stood as is. So it's, you know, there were no changes made to the deal, despite the fact that, you know, Rudolph is going to have to undergo surgery, and then there's the rehab process. But on the conference call today with reporters, Rudolph spoke about how you know he was going to attack his rehab head on, and he was confident that he would not miss any football. Now, if he was talking about regular season games, is he talking about training camp, potential OTAs? That I I can only assume he's talking about regular season games which is when it's going to count most and when they're they're going to need him. But uh, Rudolph is going to have surgery. He didn't have a date set, but he did say that they were looking to get it scheduled as soon as humanly possible so that he could get the, the issue, which, by the way, was reported to be something with the Liz Frank. So um, they're looking to get that fixed as soon as possible so he can begin his rehab and ultimately get back on the field. But overall, Rudolph's a pretty good guy. You know, he he was a stand-up guy out in Minnesota, um, still a stand-up guy. 
really nice addition to that locker room. And uh, on Giants Country, I have a video with um, that I did with Jim Mora Jr., the former NFL head coach, the former NCAA head coach. And we talked about Kyle Rudolph a little bit and, you know, what that meant for Evan Ingram. So it, you, you'll find that that video it's a topper there's you know it's one of the videos that i've been putting out and circulating of late if you want to check that out but really good insight there from jim mora on that all right a couple of other quick pieces of news as expected the giants restructured the contracts of blake martinez and james bradbury freed up 7.5 million in cap space now i know a lot of you ask me how much space does the giant have I don't know, guys, and I keep telling you guys, don't worry about it just yet because I don't think the Giants are done with clearing out cap space. If I had to take a guess, I would say keep an eye on possibly Riley Dixon's contract being adjusted. I would say maybe keep an eye on maybe Sam Beal not making this roster, um, given all the time he's missed. And, you know, just there are a couple things they can still do to clear out more money. And I'm sure that they will, if they add any other guys. Now they did add back Devonta Downs, who had been scheduled to be a restricted free agent. The Giants at the time chose not to tender him a good move because it would have cost them 2.13 million too much for a guy like Downs for the role that he had on the team last year. So Downs gets a, a, a lesser deal. I believe it's a one year deal and I want to say it's for about half of that 2.133 million. I don't remember the exact number, but um, it, it's an opportunity for him to come back, compete for for a roster spot. Nothing's promised, and you know I really like what the Giants have done with structuring contracts and how they've just approached this entire offseason. And I'm working on an article for Giants Country. That should be out tomorrow morning, just outlining how they basically got from point A to point B and all the little twists and turns they took in order to basically go on a shopping spree. Or as some of you have said in the past to me, basically how they printed money when they needed it and was a, and were able to spend that money. Final piece of uh, news, Kyler Fackrell, outside linebacker, goes to the Chargers. Now, Fackrell is only the second Giants player um, from amongst their unsigned UFAs to go to another team. Uh, he joins Dalvin Tomlinson now. Dalvin Tomlinson signed with Minnesota. Still, you know, in terms of comp picks, I don't see the Giants getting comp picks next year. They signed way more than I think they're going to lose but who knows, maybe now that we're in the second wave of free agency, we'll see some of these these other guys move. You know, the Wayne Gallmans, the uh, the Cameron Flemings, you know, those guys might might get picked up by other teams. But uh, again, the Giants, I, I, I don't see them getting any comp picks next year. They just signed way too many guys um, than, they, than they lost so far. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, Giant fans, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the Giants at spot 11 in the first round of the draft order, what they should do, what I think they should do. And this is actually a question um, received as part of the Twitter Tuesday questions, but I wanted to devote an entire segment to this one specifically. So hang in there. We'll be right back after this. 
With the ever-increasing number of auto makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the counterperson to order the parts on a computer, usually choosing the brands that the store happens to prefer? Instead, take your search for your auto parts to rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's RockAuto.com. Hey, Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new coconut brownie chunk bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite a Built Bar selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar, except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Thursday, and we're doing a mixed bag program, just various topics that we're going to cover to catch you up to date, to answer some questions and whatnot. And uh, betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a big burning question that I've seen show up both on my Twitter timeline and in my email, which, by the way, if you want to send an email to me, LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com is the address, um, is what will the Giants do at number 11, given all the free agents moves? And uh, and a sub-question to that is, is will they maybe not prioritize or, or, or draft a receiver if one is there? And my feeling, folks, is, I do think the Giants will draft a receiver. 
not at number 11 necessarily, but this is just a such a deep class for the receivers that, you know, I, I think, remember, jo, uh, John Ross is on a one-year deal. Um, Sterling Shepard, I think, has maybe two years left. Get another receiver. I mean, there's no reason to get another receiver. If you look at the bottom of the depth chart, if you pick up a kid in the second, third, or even fourth round, where there's quality, by the way, um, you can get them get them ready. You know, you, you, you'll have uh, down the line if if Ross doesn't work out, you'll have Galladay, you'll have Darius Slayton. I think, you know, again, Sterling Shepard should be back, and and then a young receiver. That's a solid core, and you know, especially given the injury issues that Sterling Shepard has had over the last two years, I would feel a lot better if the Giants did actually pick up another receiver. I don't think it's going to be in the first round, though. Um, I am not convinced that Devonta Smith, if he falls to the Giants at number 11, is going to be the pick. I am not convinced it's going to be Jalen Waddell. I think the only way the Giants take an offensive player at number 11 is if somehow, some way, tight end Kyle Pitts makes it past the Eagles, who I believe are drafting at number six, and he makes it down to the Giants at number 11. That's, to me, the only way I think the Giants go offense. All right, so what does that mean for what the Giants are going to do at number 11? Will they maybe trade down? Will they stand pat? I think, and and again, this is what I think they will do, not what I would do or what I would like them to do, so I want to make that clear. I think what the Giants are going to do is they're going to stand pat, go with best player available, and I'm starting to think that if Rashawn Slater is there, the offensive lineman, he might be their pick. The Giants have not done anything with the offensive line to speak of this offseason. The only addition they made was to bring on uh, Jonathan Harrison, who is a backup guard slash center. At right tackle, they you know they want Matt Pear to compete with Nate Solder. Well, you know what, Nate Solder isn't going to be on this team next year. He, his contract, when it was adjusted, was marked down for voidable. So um, his 2022 contract year is voidable. If I'm the Giants, I get an offensive lineman in here at at number 11. I go if Slater's sitting there, I I go and I grab him. He's a kid who I believe can play both guard and tackle, gives you some flexibility. And, uh, you know, you got to think ahead. You can't just sit there and say, oh, guess what? You know, here it is. It's 2022. And Nate Solder has moved on. And all we have is Matt Pear at right tackle and Andrew Thomas at left tackle. So I think and that, that the Giants are going to go with offensive tackle. I don't think they're going to they're try for um, an edge rusher. I know a lot of mock drafts have had an edge rusher going to them um, of late, especially after signing Kenny Galladay. But I just think it makes more sense at that spot to go offensive lineman. At that point, you're not reaching really, and you are filling in a, a, a future need. You know, it's not a glaring need right now, but you're filling in a future need, and it just makes too much sense not to do. Now, can I see the Giants potentially trading down? Yes, I could see. 
I could see that. But you know what? I said I could see that last year and it didn't happen. And we know Dave Gettleman has never traded down since he has been a general manager for the Giants or for the Panthers for that matter. You know, he, he, he has traded up, but not down. I would say to this much to you. Right about now, the Giants need approximately $4.1 million in functional cap space to accommodate the players that they have in the, in the upcoming rookie class. My guess is that Dave will not trade down in the first round, that he will sit tight and take the best player available, again, possibly an offensive lineman, and, and just call it a day. While I, I see the logic to trading down, you know, it means more draft picks and, and you know, got, you won't have to pay as much, obviously. I just don't think this is going to be the year the Giants do it. Now, with that said, watch, they'll do it. Because every time I, I say I don't think this is going to be the year, they end up doing what I don't think is going to happen. So we'll obviously have to see. But that's my reasoning behind what I think is going to happen, what I think makes sense for the Giants, and how I think this unfolds and you know, this one was a little bit tougher, I'm not going to lie, not being at the Combine this year, uh, because there was no Combine, and not being able to get a sense of, you know, what, what they might be thinking, or who they might be looking at, or what the players' feedback were, uh, was regarding um, meetings with the Giants, just really tough to, hand, to, to, you know, kind of forecast this, but... I'm using logic here, and we'll see if my logic is spot on or if I was way off. I'm probably way off, but, you know, hey, it makes for interesting discussion, right? All right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're going to take our final break. When we come, I'm going to answer a few Twitter Tuesday questions, so stay with us. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350 plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest, latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, in this segment... 
We're going to do a couple of uh, Twitter Tuesday questions. Um, I'm going to kick it off with something from John Gerstein, who uh, sent in a question, wants to know what the status is with running back Wayne Gallman and the team's feeling on re-signing him. John, as far as I know, the Giants have not had any discussions to bring back Wayne Gallman, and I don't think they're going to. The running back class is kind of deep to where if they want to add a young running back, they can do so maybe on day three, who would cost a fraction of what it would cost to bring back Wayne Gallman. So I don't think you will see Wayne Gallman back here. Now, here's a little caveat for you. If Gallman goes unsigned and the Giants get really, really desperate, they could bring back that unrestricted free agent tag that comes out um, in after the draft is done. It's it's the same tag that they used on Marcus Golden last year. I don't think they will, again, because of cap constraints, but just something to keep in mind and certainly an option there if they really need to, um, you know, get something done at that point. All right, up next we have Renato P. Renato has several questions, as always, so we'll take uh, each question at a time. And Renato, my pleasure, my friend. Happy to give you a shout-out. Um, happy to give all my listeners a shout-out. Um, as I start to recognize names of frequent contributors and and uh, listeners, uh, you know, listen, I have no problem giving you guys shout-outs because without you, I wouldn't have this podcast. And as I mentioned on the on the podcast the other day, this month is probably one of our best months in quite some time. And without you, it, it just wouldn't have been possible. So shout out and salute to everybody out there. Um, all right, let me get to Renato's excellent questions. I'm going to do one at a time here. First off, how does that change our draft needs um, regarding number 11? Okay, Renato, I answered that question in segment two. Um all right, so let me just jump to question number two. I'm amazed at the deals they are able to put on the table, but should we be concerned about next year's cap in 2023, and why not, given these maneuvers? Renato, that's a great question. And, you know, you, you must have read my mind because that's something I'm writing an article about, the Giants' cap health and how they put everything together. But the short answer, based on what I have researched and what I've been able to put together is no, they will not have to worry about 2022. Now, will they be able to sign a, a dozen free agents? Probably not. Will they be able to get done what they need to get done or what I'm projecting they need to get done? The answer is yes. Now, the key here, Renato, <clears throat> excuse me, is what they decide to do with Daniel Jones and with Saquon Barkley after the 2021 season. All right, because both guys obviously will be eligible to redo their rookie deals. And um, as I was telling a, a colleague today, if I'm the Giants, I don't do anything with Jones or Barkley's contract after the 2021 season. The only way I would con contemplate giving Jones an extension is if he takes them to the playoffs and deep into the playoffs. I would think that the Carson Wentz situation and the Jared Goff situations, both of those quarterbacks having been extended fairly early in their in their rookie deals, I think after the third year, as a matter of fact, I would think the Giants would maybe learn from that and, and 
be absolutely positively certain that those are the guys that, you know, that Daniel Jones is their guy indeed for the long-term future. So I would not rush to get him done if I don't have to. Saquon Barkley, me, I would like to see two straight full years of, of him being productive, especially given that he has lost games due to injury the last two years. So I would not be in a hurry to extend him, especially when you're going to have the franchise tag at your disposal, and it'll cost a lot less to franchise him than it would Daniel Jones after Daniel Jones's four-year contract is up. So that's how I would approach it. All right, and then your final question, Renato, has to do with surprise uh, signings by the Giants. And you mentioned some pass rushers, Jadavian Clowney. Renato, they weren't interested in him last year. They're not going to be interested in him this year. I mean, Jadavian Clowney, I believe, had a visit with the Cleveland Browns, didn't sign there. And I also believe he played, I think, with the Titans last year, if I'm not mistaken. And just something to keep in mind there um, with, if, with the Titans. Clowney played for Mike Vrabel, who, as you know, is a former New England Patriots assistant coach was on staff. Um, actually, Vrabel was also a former player as well. Um, he was there when Joe Judge was there. So Judge, I would think, probably does a lot of talking with Vrabel when the opportunity presents itself, just like he did some some chit chat with um, Matt Patricia when he was in uh, when he was the head coach of the Lions. So they exchange information all the time. Well, last year the Titans signed Jadavian Clowney. I don't remember what they what what he got um, in terms of money. I think it was one year, twelve million. And what did they have to show for it? He he landed on injured reserve with a knee injury. I think after eight games, he recorded a total of nineteen tackles. He had no sacks and just one forced fumble. All right, they did not get their money's worth for Jadavian Clowney. Now I get it. He had the knee injury and everything like that. But look. I at this point you go younger. You, you you just I don't think Davian Clowney is a guy the Giants are going to roll the dice on. I really don't. I'd be stunned if they bring him in. I think I could see them faster taking a chance on somebody in the draft than than Clowney at this point. Again, because somebody in the draft would cost a lot less than Davian Clowney. So I think we can kind of forget about that. If I'm being honest with you, Renato. So thank you for that question, though, or those questions, I should say. All right, um, let's see. We have a couple, a few more real quick from Sean Kearney. And again, we'll do one at a time here. Okay, so Sean's like, Sean has a who would you rather. Let's say there's a big run on quarterbacks with four or five being selected before the Giants pick. Throw in a, a few unforeseen selections like Clayland Farrell going to the Raiders fourth, or even the Giants picking Daniel Jones at six. And both Kyle Pitts and Panay Will are available at 11. Who are you picking? Oh, okay. So basically, would I rather pick Pitts or Sewell? I'm going with Pitts, man. No question about it. Look, Sewell is a great, great player. He's going to make some team very happy. Um... And I just, I know I just got through saying the Giants need to reinforce their offensive line, but Kyle Pitts, man, 
that kid is going to be even better than Jeremy Shockey. I don't know if you remember Jeremy Shockey, um, Sean, but Shockey was pretty good. Pitts has the ability to be even better. And I think, you know, I don't think Evan Ingram is going to be around for the long term. I'd be very surprised if he's if he's a giant beyond this year. Um, Kyle Rudolph, we know, is not going to be a giant for the long term. You get Kyle Pitts and you are set at tight end and don't have to think twice about it. Um, okay, your next question, let me see. Let's say one of the two, Travis Etienne and Najee Harris falls into the third round. And the two other prospects available don't represent good value. Do you reach for a need or do you pick best player available and nab, nab a top back despite Barkley's return? Um, I don't reach for for a need. Absolutely not. Um, I see your point with wanting to go with a running back because we don't know what we're going to get out of Saquon Barkley. I mean, even though everybody's optimistic, we don't know how that's going to play out. But first off, I don't think um, – Etienne and Harris are going to fall into the third round, number one. But I, I, I don't think that you know. Even if they do, um, I, I don't know that I would go there. I think I would save running back for day number three if it were me. Um, too many other pressing needs that I would look to address, namely pass rusher would be one, and maybe I would look to get another receiver in day two, or, or perhaps even a, an interior def- defensive lineman. So that's how I would do it um, in day two. And then your third question is more of a personal question, but I'll answer it anyway. How did I break into writing for the Giants? As a writer and a fan, it seems like a real real dream job. You know, everybody says that. It seems like a dream job. And don't get me wrong. I like what I do. I love what I do. I, otherwise, I wouldn't, be, wouldn't have done it for as, you know over 20 years. But gosh, you know, the, the story of how I got started, there's so many twists and turns. So I'm going to try and give you the Reader's Digest version of how I got started. Um, when I was uh, a lot younger, I used to subscribe to a bunch of different giant publications. I got uh, um, Giant Extra, which no longer, you know, eventually became uh, Giant Insider. I got the Giants News Weekly. And I got a publication called Inside Football. And it was just something about Inside Football that I really liked. I mean, besides the fact that the the author and the publisher of that paper was anonymous for the longest time. But anyway, one day he, he put out a, a notice in, in the newsletter trying to explore about um, setting up a website for the publication. And since I had been dabbling in HTML publishing at the time, I wrote him back and I said, hey, I'd be interested. And I remember we set up a meeting at uh, at the law firm where my dad worked at the time. And as part of that meeting, I remember expressing to to the gentleman uh, over a corned beef and rye sandwich. I'll never forget that because Dr. L used to love corned beef and rye. Um, so I remember expressing to him that I was interested in writing. And at the time, I don't think there were a lot of women writers in the NFL covering the NFL, let alone the Giants. There might have been one or two at the time, but they weren't, you know, steady forces. So he had me do a sample. And he thought I wrote well enough to be in his publication, which was a good thing because he was a college English professor. So I must have been pretty spot on with my writing. Um, Gave me an opportunity to write some stories. 
and he liked what I did and he hired me on a per diem basis. And, you know, one thing kind of led to another where I started to freelance for other publications, didn't get paid. I think I want to say I went about 10 years or so before I finally saw a dime for my writing. So I did it more so for the love of, uh, for the love of it and also to build up a portfolio. And then finally, um, I ended up getting a paid gig, you know, a, a legitimate paid gig with Inside Football when it was sold to another person um, who made me the editor of Inside Football, which, by the way, I am still the editor of Inside Football to this day. It's a giant-centric pa- uh, paper. Details at shop.insidefootball.com. Disclaimer, I also own Inside Football, but um, it's giant-centric and it's exclusive. It's not available on the newsstands. It's only available via subscription and it's more into the X's and O's. We don't cover the da- day-to-day stuff like what you see on the internet. So yeah, from Inside Football, um, ultimately I, I landed a gig doing the uh, sports, the old sports exchange giant team updates. And from there, I think I did Bleacher Report for a couple of years. Um, I went on, I did a, a one year stint with uh, The Athletic. Um, and, you know, just the gigs started piling up for me. I got this podcast, um, you know, so I just kept at it kept writing, kept improving my craft. I'm still trying to improve my craft because I in no way, shape or form think, think I'm, I'm there. And I just enjoy it. I enjoy writing. Um, I enjoy mentoring young people who want to become writers or, or podcasters. I'm happy to share my knowledge with them. And, um, you know, that's kind of it. I mean, there, there's a lot more other details in the background, early stuff, but, you know, I don't want to devote a, an entire 20 minute segment to my backstory, but thank you so much for, for the interest and for asking. And I hope that answers your question. All right, giant fans on that note, we are going to call it a show. And just a reminder, tomorrow we have scheduled Fan Appreciation Friday. Matt Angelica Cola is going to be our special guest. The show was taped about two weeks ago. Wasn't able to run it because of free agency. We're going to run it now. And then next week, I'm going to look to start getting on some of the college hosts to talk about some of these prospects in the draft class. So again, if there's anybody in particular you want to know about, send me an email, LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Giant fans, and we will talk again soon.